the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Come Together San Diego, a new live local show on K-Praise designed to explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within our communities and beyond. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it. Now, here's your host, Bible teacher, writer, broadcaster, and lover of God, Kaz Taylor. Hello there. Yes, indeed. Come Together San Diego has hit the air, and we will be with you for two hours of stimulating, thought-provoking conversation. And uh, my friend, this topic for the two hours is really going to be tied to young people and their parents, plus the things that are going on behind the scenes in those areas and other stuff. We're going to talk about first responders. We're going to talk about uh, dealing, uh, communicating with uh, young people and old in national tours and things like that. You're going to be, as as a parent or as a a youth or somebody who knows one, (laughs) that would be very interesting to you. One of the, I want to introduce my guest, but I have another guest on the phone I want to introduce as well. First of all, for this first hour, Chad Stewart, he's an author. He really loves writing to the young market, the young people market, but also their parents and anybody else who reads his stuff, they will be enthralled by it. His company is called Devonfield LLC, and his book series, it starts out with Britfield and the Lost Crown book and then subsequent books in the series, and these are books that have ulterior motives in them. They are not only presenting wholesome values, but they're a springboard for him to actually communicate moral truths that really have been lost in translation, so to speak, in America and beyond. So, Chad, how you doing? Good. I'm excited to be here. It's a pleasure. You know, one of the things we do also at this during this Come Together San Diego show is we are, are scouring around what's going on not only in the county and beyond, and we bring people on to kind of give a report on things that you need to hear about. So I want to bring a longtime friend, Mariel Bowman, and she is with Pray California, and there are things going on. I, I, if, if you live in San Diego County or if you live in California, you know there's stuff that needs to be prayed over and prayed for. So, Mariel, how you doing? I am so blessed, so happy and honored to be with you. Yes, yes. yes. We have a few minutes, so, Mariel, I'm going to give you kind of the platform to give an overview of the things that people need to be focused on and praying over, and you have a... A conference going on in uh, August 24th, too. You want to talk a little bit about that? First of all, kind of give a broad overview for the prayer warriors that listen to this show. There's a lot of things that need to be uh, prayed for, and uh, education and school and young people are among them. Muriel Bowman, lay it on us. Uh, thank you so much. Absolutely. Kaz, you and I are both shofar blowers. Yes, we and are. And we know, we know <laughs> that we blow the shofar and we call God's people to awaken, arise and step into position as we bless and possess the land, take back what the enemy has stolen. So our 19th annual Pray, Cali- Pray California conference up here in Carmichael, California, just outside of Sacramento is so exciting. It's um, The theme is watch Listen, hear the sound as we contend for life, for families, 
marriages, children, and for God's kingdom in California. That's really the theme. And truly, Kaz, the Lord is completely in control. He chose the church. He chose the worship leader. He chose all of our guest speakers and a lot of prayer and ministry leaders throughout the state, throughout California are also coming. They're not listed on the flyer, but because there's not enough room, (laughs) but because we stand with life, we have United States Supreme Court attorney and leading lawyer, Alan Parker, and his wife, Susan, flying in from Texas. He's a leading lawyer to reverse Roe versus Wade. He was personal friends with Roe, Norma McCorvey. He actually did the eulogy per family's request when she died a couple years ago. And he has so much to share. He is a man of fervent prayer. He is truly a worshiper in spirit and in truth. He'll probably be on his face in repentance. (laughs) And speaking of worshipers, you have Terry McAllman. Uh, with you as well. And speaking of worshipers, I mean, he, he kind of, he's one of those, isn't he? You know, my listening friend, I need, you need to go to a website. I'm going to have you, Muriel, give a website so they can find out more about that. And I'm going to have you end your little visit with us with an encouragement to uh, young people uh, and their parents because there's stuff going on in California and beyond that need prayer attention. And then Chad may have a few insights as he's here because we're going to spend the rest of this hour talking about that stuff. So first of all, website, Muriel. And then www.praycalifornia.org. And I just want to say also that Judge Van Stay is flying in from Oregon. He is now, it was announced on my on Huckabee show um, a couple of Sundays ago. He's the president now. Promise Keepers has been rebirthed. So we're really excited to have him join us. And because we know part of our focus is um, the children and the youth and the babies. Because if the enemy can't murder the babies in the womb... We know they are attacking our precious, innocent, vulnerable children by seeking to indoctrinate them into the pervasive sexual agenda as they seek to destroy the good plans God has for them and their divine destiny. We're going to be addressing really serious issues. Um, California Director of Governor's Prayer Team, Brian Johnson, will be with us and many, many others, so many different ministries. We're so excited. We hope that everyone throughout the state of California and beyond who believes in the spiritual significance of California will (laughs) join us. Glory to God. Mariel Bowman, one more time, the website www.praycalifornia.org. And that's for August 24th of this year. Uh, any thoughts, Chad, as, before we jump into the other stuff? This is, I knew, I see you nodding when Muriel's sharing the, the vision for that. There's a really a need, and that's you, your heart and, and Muriel's are very similar in that. Oh, yeah, indeed. I was just listening to some of the people that she's bringing in, some real hitters, and uh, just, just exciting. I love what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, um, my passion is for the educational system, so... Lots of uh, prayer is needed there, to say the least. That's where they get them when they're young, yeah. and uh, that's what yeah. we're trying to trying to reverse a bit. So, well, Mario Bowman, thanks for spending some time with us on the top of this come together San Diego show. God bless you, and I'll be dipping the thermometer to get the temperature periodically with this. It's remarkable, and so are you, my fellow shofar blower. <laughs> Glory to God! Thank you, thank you. Big hugs from Northern California down there to the south. Very good, <laughs> Mario Bowman. Thank you. Shalom. It's a pleasure. Bye. So, Chad, you know, you have a heart cry, and God, His whole style is putting people in in pivotal places, yes. and some of them are in a 
uh, religious environment, and others are doing it in a little different way where you're not necessarily tied to a 501c3 right. kind of a thing. And there, there's plenty of room for that as well. So as we talk about some of the vision you have, it's not necessarily in a 501c3 uh, religious environment. You're coming at it from a different way. But my listening friend, many of you may have a, a vision that doesn't include the, the tax-deductible ministry mentality. That's great. God can use it. So I'm going to have you, we've got a, three or four minutes left in this segment. I want you to kind of cast the overall vision, and then we're going to <laughs> dig into the specifics. Sure, Chad, sure. No, Chad Stewart. Yeah, excited to be here. I was on the show about three or four months ago. It was kind of at the very beginning of our soft launch of Britfield Lost Crown. It's exciting. It's perfect timing because we're going national next week with it, national launch. And, uh, we, you know, we've got a lot to, to catch up on. So. so Britfield and Lost Crown is the first First in a, yeah, first in a five to seven books. And the strategy behind the content of the books and the market. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a book series that's, that's engaging and great for parents. Along with schools, we have a study guide, 83 pages. So it's, it's, it's meant to be adapted into the schools. We've got a school tour that we're launching in about two weeks, 16 states, 125 schools. And we're doing two more of those next year in 2020. We're following this up with uh, major motion pictures and films. So we have a huge educational program and, and impact. So, yeah, we've got, uh, we've got a machine together. We've got a great team yes. together, and we're ready to yes. push it out. And you've got the Lord Jesus Christ, Amen. Holy Spirit, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, uh, moving this forward because there are, it, there's really not much like this around there, is there? There isn't. There's a huge gap in the market, and we're, we're filling that gap. And we're just excited, and we're just stepping out. It's... Um, I don't think in some ways we know what we're doing. It's it's a David and Goliath thing, right? But we just we're not really looking at Goliath. We're just we're just stepping out and we're just we're just taking back some ground. And there there is a dearth as far as um, high m- morality and uh, well done education that doesn't have an ulterior motive away from godliness, and that you that's the gap you're filling. Oh yeah, it's it's about a seventy five percent gap in the entire market that's not being filled. That's that's how big the void is out there, there My. right now. It's, and, and you're getting some very positive or early. Uh, early warning. Oh, massive right. feedback. Incredible, <laughs> incredible massive feedback. 9.03 out of a scale, 1 to 10 across all demographics. We've won seven national awards, one international award. So, um, and know, that's so far. That, I mean, we're just getting get started. Rolling. We're just getting started. Yeah, I mean, this is a blessing. Total blessing. My friend, if you have a heart cry for uh, improving the caliber of education and returning to Judeo-Christian values without being preachy, this uh, you need to hear more about the vision that Chad Stewart has and his team. His company is uh, Devon Field uh, LLC, and this book and book series is tied to Lost Crown or the uh, Britfield and the Lost Crown. And he's got books. Uh, this one's focused in uh, in England, and he's got things going on in in Paris, France, and he's got he's got things all over the globe. Yeah. I think he does that so he gets to travel. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so a brief word of encouragement as we dive into the next segment after the commercial break, Chad. Yeah, I just hope that the audience stays uh, to listen to it because oh, we have so much to talk about and uh, I want to dive deep and talk about the series, talk about education, talk about creativity, creativity crisis, and talk about our school tour. Yes, yes. And my friend, if you are a youth or a parent of a youth or a friend of a parent of youth, I mean, that covers a fair amount of people, doesn't sure. it? Sure. Pretty gonna, much most of the audience, <laughs> right? Yeah. You're going to need to stay put because Chad and Kaz will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. 
And thank you for joining us for the second segment of the first hour. The whole topic is going to be tied somewhat to education, young people and their parents. And so if you be one of those, you're going to be really impressed by what we have to share with you. You know, it's not a lost cause of things that are going on in education because God has his people planted in different areas to impact things. So you can be among them, not only in, in from a prayer standpoint, but being actively involved. And I've got... Uh, Chad Stewart with me, and he's got a, a book series that has much more to it than just a book series for young people and their parents. It's called The Britfield and the Lost Crown, and he's got several different books. But let's take a, some time here to catch everybody up to speed with what has gone on and what's going on from now. Chad, would you Perfect. be so kind? Yeah. yeah, so just to bring you up to speed, uh, real quick, Britfield Lost Crown, uh, the, book one is based in uh, England, book two is in France, book three is in Italy, book four is in Russia, book four will be in China, and then we're thinking of bringing book seven back to the United States. So uh-huh. book one is done. We're just now uh, officially launching it next week, nationally launching it. So we did a soft launch in uh, in April and May, mostly in Southern California. We kicked off our first pilot program of school tours. So we did 39 schools, 4,500 students, yes. private, public, and charter. And um, so, yeah, so we're really excited about it. So uh, ulterior motive behind this. I mean, there's a strategy behind this is not only educating, but educating young people with a, a higher moral, moral caliber without being preachy. Correct. Yeah. I mean, our, our market is the mainstream market. Yes. Obviously, the book is perfect for Christians. It's perfect for homeschoolers. It's perfect for conservatives. But we want to we want to get the book out to the mainstream market. It's really just based on family values, character, courage. I mean, the main theme through the whole book, if you're asking me what's Britfield and Lost Crown or the series about, it's about family. It's mm-hmm. anchored in family, the importance of family, helping one another, sacrifices. And so that's kind of the, the moral basis of it. You also have a book that's um, geared, very educational. So so a child, and we've had actually 12-year-olds that have read the 400-page book in five hours, if you can imagine. <laughs> Our youngest reader so far has been a seven-year-old. Our oldest reader that I learned this week is a 93-year-old that oh, loved my, my. it. She also read it in five hours. My. So, you know, it's, it really has crossed the demographics. But the point is, is that children can read the book and become educated. There's accurate history, geography, art, culture, all those things in it. So a child is is reading this fun, fast-paced book, but they're also becoming educated. You know, one of the things that strikes me are the characters that you use to present the plot and present the the strategies and and the heart cry on this. It it takes place... in an orphanage and or, the or, orphans are your key characters here Correct. but what it does to me is I think about this and I'm going in, in a way all of us have an orf- the challenge of be, having an orphan spirit in many ways sure. being neglected or abandoned or whatever it, and whether they're just perceived or real and this really hits the heart cry of that and you, you take people out of this, th- this mentality and you show them how they, the world is theirs. Correct. No, it's. I mean, it's great. There's just wonderful analogies to the whole book. We um, we designed and released uh, an 83 page study guide. So it's the book is designed to be taught, and so you can imagine chapter by chapter. There's all kinds of, of overtures, um, uh, undercurrents, subplots. Uh, it's based on the three act three three act um, structure yes. story. Uh, and there's a lot of those kind of parallels. The orphanage can stand for so many things, but you made a great analogy. We really all are all orphans right now. We're, this isn't our home. And so, you know, we're all kind of waiting to go home. So I love that. That was very cool. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, no royalty charges on that. That's, that's cool. That's free. All right. <laughs> Chad, Chad, you're a man of great depth. It seems to me you've, you've got a whole team around you doing this. And some of the people I just found out uh, yesterday, I, I got a, uh, an email from a, a longtime friend, actually, uh, Good News Etc.'s Colleen and Rick Monroe. Yes. Uh, they're with you and helping out. They, they have been the publisher's 
of Good News, etc., which has been in an endearing publication in San Diego County sure. for 30 years or so. Sure. And so uh, to see them resurface thrills my heart as well. But you've got a lot of high, high caliber people all around you. And this vision is a vision to uh, restore some things that have been lost in the educational system in youth and parents. Uh, absolutely, yeah. And just as a shout out, I mean, Rick and, and Colleen are amazing. They're my my uh, school team. They're booking uh, our, our. We're actually launching our school tour. Just so you know, in the next couple of weeks, we're doing sixteen states, one hundred and twenty five schools, uh, and then wrapping that up around Christmas time. So that's exciting. I have Kelly Hendrickson. She's on our on our team. I have. Um, uh, Ron Forseth, he used to work for Outreach. Inc. Oh, He's I know, you know Ron. He, you know Ron? Yeah, yeah Ron's on my team. House. We spoke yesterday for an yeah. hour, so that's very cool. And then I've got uh, Kel, uh, Tony Ridgeway, so she's amazing. So we just got this extraordinary team. But yeah, we can talk a bit about the educational system. We're getting yes, into in the, the schools. Next, in the next okay. segment, we're okay. going to talk a little bit about the national tour. Okay. But, so this is kind of set the stage for sure, that. Sure, sure. And... Uh, you knew that there was a market early on to talk about Holy Spirit whispering in your ear. What did that sound like? And what did the uh, maybe the dragging the feet or the instant obedience? What did that look like? Because other people are experiencing similar things with God's vision oh, through gosh, them yeah. as well. I can I can I can talk to that. I mean, I remember a pastor saying years ago, probably a couple of decades ago, he said, if God answers a prayer that you've had in a decade considered a miracle. It's an interesting, <laughs> and then that last, that hit me. Say that again, because that really hits me. Yeah, if, if God answers a prayer within a decade, considered a miracle. And oh. I had the vision for Britfield and Lost Crown 10 years ago. My. And, and have been working on it ever since. So here I am, 10 years later, faithful, dedicated, gone through trials and errors that you can't imagine, and we're just now rolling out and launching national. So yeah. it's been it's been a labor of love. It's we've I've got I don't know forty fifty thousand hours and probably about a million dollars in time and effort my, my, my. in this thing. So in, in ten years and I and then when I go to the schools I tell the kids about that I, I that I had the idea and it took me ten years to get here. I'm not just going to the schools talking about the book and we can talk about the book tour when we get come back to the next segment. But we're talking about creativity. But I'm also I'm also very honest with them and saying that most overnight successes take two to th- two, uh, one to two decades. Yes, and that it's it's hard work, it's labor that it'll take thousands of hours. Um, I think Mike, Malcolm Gladwell had mentioned something like it's eight to ten thousand hours between a hobby and a profession. And there's <laughs> there's something to that, but it puts it in reality. And I think a lot of Christians, unfortunately, they live in a, a bit disillusionment and they want it now because God's brought them to. Something and it's like, brother, you're just at the at the beginning. You're at the starting line, so it just it takes a lot of time, a lot of education, and and God wants. I, I was telling someone the other day that God loves you just as you are, but loves you too much too much to keep you that way. <laughs> and so He is going to stretch you. He is going to pull you. The line that you draw and said, God, I'll never cross it. God goes, we're going to start there. So, <laughs> you know, th- this reminds me of a scripture, my friends, in the book of Habakkuk. And as a writer, and many of you are being called to write as well, and you realize it's not just in five minutes you're going to be complete your vision it is a laborious task and god uses that not only for you to produce something of value but also produce you into something of value as well and the scripture says in habakkuk um that uh, the vision may delay for a season, mm. but while it delays, wait for it, for it shall truly come in its due time. Wait for it, and it will truly come to pass. And so uh, write the vision upon tables, and those who read it may run with it. And what mm. you've done is you've given the vision, you've put it to paper in many ways, you've obviously put it to heart, and other people are seeing this. And so you've, you've uh, acquired quite a team, but uh, God wants to 
to use this team to change lives. Absolutely. So Absolutely. we've got two or three minutes here. Yeah. Would you like to go? I, I wanted to talk timing? on that because it's great. It's um, God's timing is not yes. our timing. And, and as you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, I mean, I was ready to launch a couple of years ago, <laughs> but it wasn't God's timing. And so what I did is I, I, I occupied. I kept myself busy, but, but busy in a good way. Yeah. And that's when I actually started finishing up book two, which is now right. done. So, you know, it's just, just keep at it. You know what I mean? And, and be ready and, and on call and always getting better and always always honing in your craft and always honing in your skill and doing your research and reading and preparing and getting ready. It's a long road. It's a long journey and, and prepare for it. Yes. Chad, I'm going to give a comment and observation. And you sure, you tell me whether you agree with that or not. One of the things, as I've had different visions for many different things, you know, broadcast is one of them. And sure. I'm experiencing some of the fruit of that right now on this right. broadcast. But sometimes the the problem or the God is delaying things, not because you're not ready, but because the market is not ready or the timing is not ready. So sometimes I've said, you know, this is an idea that is now. And God says, it may be now in your brain, but the, the, the people that you, I desire to receive this vision are not ready to receive it yet. So if you're doing this thing for your own edification, you have every right to be upset. But if hmm. you're doing it for his edification, you need to listen to him and sure. move forth in his timing because when his perfect timing is come, it will be great. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, when it's when the timing is right, when God's hand is on it, nothing can stop it. Put yes, it that yes. way. So I how exciting it. to be a part of something like that. I want to you to spend 30, 30 seconds or so encouraging our listeners because they may have visions like that as well. I want you to be an encouragement to that, and then I'm going to set the stage for the next. Segment. Yeah, the first thing I did, just so you guys know, or the listening audience, is I put together a prayer core. Um, just, Ooh, and, very good. Uh, that was number one, and so I've got a I've got a dedicated staff of. of uh, uh, Christian sisters and Christian brothers that are praying for this project. That was number one and, and the most important. And number two is just to, to do your research, be a pupil of life, always be willing to learn uh, from others, um, always find a mentor or other mentors. I've, I'm I'm being mentored by many people right now, and I'm always learning. And stuff. Yes. Do not be afraid to fail, take risks, trust God's vision, um, and walk by faith, not by sight. That's been the thing that I've been going for the last six weeks have been a bit of a trial and I'm walking by faith and not Chad by sight. Chad Stewart, yeah. remarkable. My friend, I hope this is ministering to you. I wanted to give you insights about the vision that Chad has, but I wanted this to be uh, starting fluid for you hmm. to start whatever God is stirring you to do and realize there's a time issue involved in this, but that stirring that is from God you need to be encouraged because this is the time God wants to be launching things and he wants, he, he you know, he sees you as a, a, a precious person whom he's given some creative ideas to and he wants you to launch out in them. I was just going to say, it's a, a quote that came to me is the longest part of the journey is, is leaving the front gate. <laughs> yes, yes. And so there's a lot of people out there that have been called to things and they're kind of waiting and they're on the, they're on the uh, sideline and stuff. And just, just take that walk of faith. Just step out and do it. I mean, just go for it. Do Good, it. Good, Chad. Yeah. You know, Chad Stewart's heart is to inspire youth and their parents. And he's really using his vision to express that in, in uh, not only the writings of this book, but also in national school tours, and you're going to be amazed not only at the fruit that he's seeing in the early phases of this, but how this is going to really impact a generation, uh, the younger generation and their parents and everybody surrounding them. We're going to talk a little bit uh, about the the National Book Tour in the next segment. My friend, uh, Chad Stewart, uh, and I are going to be right back. You're listening to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Don't just listen to it. Be a part of it at 866-577-2473. 
You're just moments away from more Come Together San Diego on KPRA. Greg Hendricks, Rock Church, East County. God is doing a wonderful work in the city of San Diego and all over the world. He's uniting the hearts of the people, but most importantly, he's drawing us back to what our original purpose is, to love each other. Come Together San Diego with Cass Taylor, FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And back. <laughs> Chad Stewart, Devon Field LLC, a visionary and author, a guy who loves young people and their parents, and he's doing what he can, what God has called him to do, to introduce uh, strong moral values into the uh, young people and their their parents, and it does impact school systems as well. And he's not doing this as a uh, um, uh, like a five hundred one c three non profit kind of religious thing. He's doing this from a different perspective. And our next hour's guest is working in that uh, arena as well as other things as well. You'll be pleased because our topic is uh, young people and their parents and much more. Mm. So let's talk, you know, you, you, when you I got to read, and I've been tracking you for a while, <laughs> Chad, about the national school tour that sure. you're doing. What does that look like and what's the strategy behind it and what kind of uh, input are you getting from people as you just kind of toss that out there? Yeah, I mean, just, just, just came off uh, about six weeks ago, our, our sort of pilot spring program, like I said, 39 schools, 4,500 students. We're usually doing assembly style, uh, anyway, from uh, 100 to 200, um, 10 to 12-year-olds. Yikes, could you imagine? So, <laughs> and I'm up there, right? And I'm entertaining them. But, uh, but it's amazing. It's, they're, they're, they're incredible. It's been exciting. Um, we really, I mean, we're, honestly, we have really not had any sort of bad experiences. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I come in as an award-winning author. I talk about Brithian Lost Crown. I, I talk about the story. And then I'm really there to talk about storytelling and creativity and the importance of creativity. Yes. And that's about 80% of it. We have uh, four media clips that we play throughout the presentation to keep them very engaged. I've got a 42-slide um, pitch deck with all kinds of great pictures. And I come off the stage. I'm asking them questions. I'm walking among them. And after we're done with our 10-minute Q&A, I've still got about 30 to 40 hands up. So that's how engaged um, the children are after 40 to 50 minutes. If you can imagine, the feedback from teachers has been amazing. Um, I'm getting packages all the time from the schools, and all the. I mean, they're just precious, priceless of these um, uh, drawings that all the kids have done, or based on the book, or or like a whole big paper where they've got little squares and they've got that different storylines. And so it's just we're just seeing the impact of not just Britfield, but the impact of creativity, all kinds of thank you letters, sometimes just a nice little paragraph, sometimes a full page. And I keep everything and we're going to do something really cool with the office where we bring in a professional artist to like do something on clear glass. And so all the walls, all the letters and feedback. But um, it's been amazing. So we we, we made it all the way up to Ventura uh, County and then we did a week in in Reno, um, Nevada. Uh, seven schools in three days. We did Vegas. So we've been there, public, private, charter, homeschool, um, you name it. I mean, it's so funny. I, I was at a huge school in Reno of, you know, 230 students. Now, these students have read the first book? Uh, no, no. So a lot of it's sight unseen. Okay. So what we do is is when we approach a school and see if they're interested, we mail a book out to the teacher. And then once they, they sign up to bring me out, uh, we'll, we'll send the first two chapters to all the students and stuff. And then we do a lot of pre-sales and things. And so sometimes the students will get the books early. But um, that's, that's, it's even more incredible to have this kind of impact because they don't even know who I am yeah. yet. And they don't even know the book yet. But so. what a compelling topic. You know, uh, you know, school systems, sometimes they get the mentality of get them in, teach them a little bit, get them out so they can, we, we can take the next group of people. Yeah, in. Yeah. When you start 
letting a person know that you're not only interested in their education, but helping them be creative. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it opens their eyes. They go, yeah, I've been looking forward to this, but I have no idea how to begin. I want to talk a little bit about that revelation. You know, sure. maybe talking to them and all of a sudden you may see the glazed eyes turn into brightened eyes all of a sudden. Oh, absolutely. We're, seeing, we're seeing the transformation. And again, too, this school tour is just, it's just phase one of a three-phase process. So really, we're just planting seeds right now. We're, uh, we're engaging students. We're, we're getting a great base of, of schools. I mean, I've had so many schools come back to me and say, you know, when book two comes out, please come back. I've had some schools say, well, you know, could you do a workshop with us, which is part of our plan. So there's a lot more. We really want to bring creativity into the classroom. We actually want to create, you know, a full semester creativity class. How cool would that be? That would be the coolest class to go to in school. Um, and we have a lot of research to, that's based on this that we could probably do in our next segment, talking yes. about the creativity crisis, the yes. AI crisis, and, and why creativity is so important. Why am I pushing this? And we, as Christians, know that creativity is just simply a wonderful gift for, that God has given all of us, and it's our individuality. It's what makes us unique and defines us in a, in, yes. in a society that's really trying to secularize everything and, and, and make everyone conform and think the same, and that's not, that's not what God's called us to. Chad, you mentioned a word about secularize. I, yeah. I want to speak to that a little bit because you're not going in as a religious ministry related no. thing. You're going in uh, award winning author with an award as an yeah. award winning author. And how how do you, as a Christian man, how do you balance the secular with the religious without being religious? Yeah, and I don't have a problem. Uh, I'd say half of half, if not sixty percent, of the schools we go into are are public or non Christian. Uh, or just private. And so really not much changes. Um, it is fun when I go into a Christian school because we get to pray before, you know, I, I know, and I have a lot more freedom. Yeah. And so sometimes it's like you got to remember, like yesterday, like uh, I was at a Kiwanis uh, group in, in uh, La Jolla yesterday, which was just kind of fun talking about the book. And it, so it was totally different from the men of purpose that I was at Thursday. Yes. We got to pray and talk about the book. And so it's, you know, I get to tie in you know, my experience from a Christian. And so that's different, but it, it makes no difference to me because I'm there with the message of, of creativity, storytelling, the importance of family and, and, um, and the, and the children are just wonderful. I mean, at that age, they're just, they're, they're amazing. They're, they're creative. They're, uh, the questions I get, someone asked me the other day, I was doing an interview and they were asking me what's um, the best thing I love from the school. And I, and I said, it's the questions from the kids because they're amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of them like these, like zingers, like, you know, like an 11 year old and they ask him, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like a Harvard philosophy grad student. I mean, it's like, it's got such depth to it. And you're like, whoa, these guys are so on track or they go so deep. And I, and it's just amazing. And so it, it obviously enrages me that, that the schools are trying to crush that yes. and their agenda. And we just simply need to draw the line and, and beyond we need to be on offensive now not defensive the, the gloves are off now and the days of defensive are over it's yes. not about battling things it's about taking it back taking the fight to the enemy so and one of the things that as an observer in something like this you, you know we and we're going to talk about this in the next hour as well but there's a there's different kinds of evangelism absolutely and, and one of them is a lifestyle evangelism sure like for example the things you say and the things you write yeah. have judeo-christian values attached Correct. to them yeah. so you don't have to pulpit pound no. when these and these kids you know it's kind of like you talk about creativity who's the most creative oh absolutely in the world you know in the, in the beginning god created <laughs> yeah, i mean go. come on please yeah. so it's, it's all, all there automatically comes back it's to uh god's strategy and you, you may not even have to label it the kids will get it because holy spirit's breathing on them sure. as you go absolutely. so national tour tell us a little bit more we've got yeah. two or three minutes left okay perfect second. yeah so we're excited so we're kicking off in uh, two weeks uh with the fall tour again 16 states 125 um schools 
or 125 plus. And again, this is this is private and public. So we're rolling up San Diego, L.A., San Francisco, Silicon Valley, Washington, Oregon, across the nation and mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I I'm just I'm really excited. I just can't wait to get on the road and. And, uh, and just meet a lot of amazing people. I can't wait to get to the Midwest. I'm timing it perfect because I'll be there in the fall, like right at October in, in, in Iowa. And so, you know, just get to that, the good old heartland and, and uh, meet good old uh, family people, you know. So Let, let me ask you, you, you bring a team with you. you not you no, yourself. no, I'm solo. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I'm going solo. And you so. probably bring I've your... got a team behind me, but no, it's just I'm on the road. We, 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 we were trying to figure this out a long time ago, logistics, and do I bring someone to help me set up? And I've got it down to such a turnkey now. And every school, you know, they're, they're accountable to have one person there to help me with the books, you know, that yeah. kind of mm-hmm. stuff, which is perfect. And that took away having to take people with you. So so what do you think is the biggest challenge? And let's, let's, t- let's yeah. turn this into kind of a spiritual conversation here. What do you think the enemy wants to subvert that God has you in the middle uh, reconciling things? In the, There's a battle going on under, underneath, underneath the table as well. So can you, do you sense that? And what do you think sure. God is ha- having you do to combat that? I, I think it, it's, it's definitely more so on the, uh, on the public side and, and uh, you mean public schools, public side? school yes. system. Yeah. And, and the control and the bureaucracy and the infrastructure that's in place there. Um, so that, and it's funny too, because we, half the schools we've been in is public. And I think the other day we were having a conversation and someone said, um, actually it was yesterday. And they said, how did you get into the public school? Uh-huh. And, and the funny thing is, is like, you know, like I'm, I'm like, I guess we just started to get into them. And then once you get into one, you can use that as a reference for the others and stuff. So, so, um, yeah, the battle, the battle will mostly probably be there. Um, and I'm not saying you're not going to have it at the private schools sure. and stuff or even the charters, but it's, they were, they're already off the reservation and they get it. You know what I mean? Like, especially the charter schools, that's a great fit. We went to one charter school up in Yorba Linda, sold, uh, almost 80 books, uh-huh. if you can wow. imagine. And, and that's, that's knocking the ball out of the park. In fact, I think that's our highest, um, selling at one school. Now that you mentioned this, there's a website or two or that you need to bring to our attention. I haven't had a chance oh, to sure. ask you about that. So I'm going to use this as an opportunity for you to give a website and address, and then we'll talk about yeah. it throughout. And I'll say one thing, too, is we're, we're, we're now live on Amazon just the last couple of weeks. Right. In fact, this week our audio is on. So we've got our hardcover, softcover, um, ebook, and our audio book on Amazon. So check us out. It's fantastic. The audio book is amazing. We're already going for awards, and I know we're going to win a lot of awards. Uh, but check out Britfield.com, our B-R-I-T. website. B-R-I-T. Yeah, dot com. Uh, it's probably, it'll blow your mind. It's, yes. it's an incredible website. In fact, if you can find its equal in the publishing industry, let me know <laughs> and I'll send you a free signed copy. You're right. <laughs> but, uh, Stewart, yeah, I love four, 400 pictures of Britain, uh, interactive maps, hundred pages of information. It's they meant geography. Compliment. Yeah. Geography. It's meant to complement the book. Oh my, so. my Chad Stewart, stay with us for, for another segment. We're going to talk a little bit about the crisis is going on in, in the school environment and beyond the danger of AI, artificial intelligence. Right. We're going to deal with those kind of things and further insights on godly education to those in the school system and their parents. Sure. So stay with me, will you, Chad? Absolutely. Hey, my listening friend, would you stay with me as well as Chad and I continue in the next segment? We will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Now, back to Come Together San Diego, the new live local show with Cass Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. And I'm back with Chad Stewart. 
a children's book author, national speaker, uh, and I'll tell you what, he, he, he's a man who hears God whisper in his ear and he goes, yeah, let's just do it. And he knows sometimes there's a, a time investment for it to actually come to pass. But thank you for your obedience in that and your, your, your Britfield uh, and the Lost Crown series. And that's really a springboard into many of the things. It has, yeah. We say Britfield's more than a book. It's a movement. Uh, that uh, seems to and, be. And people are, are, are getting that. And the people that are committed to our team and that are getting involved outside our team just love it. They get it. And yes. uh, you either get it or you don't. But when you get it, it's just amazing. It's exciting. It's, it's great to have a, a vision that's bigger than yourself. Yes. You know, and we, I was just talking with this uh, with a friend, Ron Forseth, actually, yesterday on our strategy call. And it's just like some people are so limited in vision. And it's like I remember in the 80s, they used to have these big audate was it big obnoxious audacious goals or something like that mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it's like it's like a small cola company saying you know we're going to take 30 percent of pepsi's or coke's market in the next three years i mean it's just it's really cool when you have an extraordinary goal and then you just start to step out and it's a long journey and they say you see as far as you can as you can see and then and then when, once you get there you'll be able to see farther and that's a very good people kind of want to you know everything now and it's like it just you'll, you'll never have it mm-hmm. put it that way and so yeah you're you're seeing some challenges and some things that are just near and dear to your heart and the whole idea about the introduction of artificial intelligence and things like that sure. and how that can fight against creativity. You really want to promote creativity in young people. And sometimes if they're looking at things that somebody else created, they don't have the in- incentive to be creative themselves. Tell us a little bit about this battle with AI that you see and sure. how... how how you're dealing with that. Yeah. Let me just give you, you know, a little bit of stats. We've done a, we've done a, you know, a tremendous amount of research over the last eight to 10, 10 years. We actually have the Britfield Institute or Britfieldinstitute.org. And that's really where all our creativity stats are. And that's kind of another, another organization company that's um, really helping teachers. We have a list of over 140,000 teachers that we're actually providing free creativity gifts to nationally and uh, built. We got platforms there. We're going to be doing all kinds of things through that, but um, just on the AI crisis, I mean, here's some stats just to, just so, you get, so your audience can think about it. But in the next five to ten years, ninety-five percent of all account accounting jobs or accountants will be out of work. Mm-hmm. Let that resonate wow. for a moment, okay? Uh, especially all those accounting majors or people that are in high school that you know, but you know, want to go to college and then get their accounting degree and stuff. And um, uh, fifty to sixty percent of all banking jobs will be obsolete in five to ten years. Uh, one out of two doctors will be leaving their practice in the next five to ten years. Um, 40 to 50 percent of all legal and lawyers will be out of work because of AI. Uh, and then I could just go down and on and on. So so this is what AI is is going to be doing, whether you like it or not, uh, whether you believe in it or not. Uh, but the one thing that AI cannot replace is creativity. Mm-hmm. And then now let's talk about creativity. Number one, as a nation, we're in a creativity crisis and have been for 20 years, um, uh, over 20 years. And, and Explain what I, that. Yeah, what I mean by that is, is statistically, spe- specifically in 10 specific areas, Children's um, creative scores have been going down uh, by one deviant point or one point every single year. Basically, if, if you're to draw a line, it just goes straight down at a 45-degree angle. It doesn't platform off. It does, there's no tapering. It's straight down. And these are, these are all in the areas of critical thinking, creativity, communication, uh, along with an, an, an enormous list. Um, um, uh, the things that have dominated is conformity over, over individuality and stuff. So, so we're in a, as a nation, we're in a creativity crisis. But on the other side, how, how important is creativity – Here's some stats for you. Um, World Economic Forum says that 2020 creativity is one of, of three of the top skills to have. Uh, IBM did a survey of 1,500 national uh, CEOs that said, what's the most important leadership quality of the future? Creativity. Um, and then Adobe did an amazing study on creativity. Uh, creative applicants are preferred five to one. Mm-hmm. 
So that means when, when you're going out for a job, and they're not, they won't ask you directly, but they see that you have a creative background, or you play music, or you, you have some kind of musical interest, interest, that attracts them. They know for a fact, statistically, that people that are involved in music play, play a musical instrument or have actually are better at critical thinking, um, are better managers, handle crisis better. Uh, in fact, it's one of the, the criteria that, that companies like um, Apple and Google are yes, looking yes, for. They are. So, so you know, we can talk more about it, but it's just like one-on-one on one end, you have the creativity crisis. On the other end, you have the, the AI crisis. And yet, this is how important creativity will be in the future. So, Let me ask you a question. Yeah. I'm going to pull, because the, you know we're Bible believers here and come together San Diego, and we believe God's intervention is, is vital. Sure. And so let me pull the curtain back on this AI thing sure. versus creativity. Do you think there's a supernatural uh, ulterior motive oh, yes, in this? And, and explain that a little bit and, and uh, how you think that is... It depends how far down the rabbit hole combated. you want to get or how black you well, want to get. But there's we, nothing... We, I mean, we there's, only have it, about four minutes yeah. or so, so be that clean. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there, there is no good alternatives to AI um, and, and its end goal. And uh, all that stuff is... I mean, there's a reason that, that uh, your credit card, um, your, your new credit cards you got are called the chip. Mm-hmm. And again, it's just, it's all programming. And what they do is it's the frog in the, uh, in the water and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the, the end goal is, is, is really, uh, uh, dumbing, tran- transhumanism. Dumb, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. dumbing us down. Oh yeah. They've and done an amazing God job. What wants to with do that. is build leaders Absolutely. and leaders are people with creativity and followers are those who just, when the rules are given, they just blindly follow. Yeah. And God wants that's, us to that's why he wants, be he wants you to, yeah, he wants, he wants you to be independent. That's why creativity is at the core of that. Yes. Creativity frees you up. It's exciting. You think outside the box. The schools are trying to, trying to teach you that there's only one right answer. And, and mm-hmm. often there's a lot of different answers to, to things. Um, creativity gives you that sense of independence. Creativity, even on the psychological side, it helps with depression. On the, on the physical side, it helps with stress. And when kids are involved in creative exercises and things like that, and they work as a team and they think and, and, and they have more fun in school. And if you have more fun in school, you can learn. I mean, creativity sure. is at the core of and all of it and everything. Infectious. Yeah. Other people, yes. your, your creativity will infect somebody else. Absolutely. And if you have a kind of an open heart, you allow the other person's creativity to bolster yours. And when you've got two or three people together that uh, have this common focus, you know, Tower of Babel happened. But imagine what happens with God's kids, how creative we can be and sure. how, uh, what a blessing that can be to God. Uh, and, you know, each one of us have a piece of God's puzzle uh, that's remarkable. So let's say we have about three minutes, which we do. Sure. And I want, I'm going to hand the baton to you to give whatever uh, proclamation you want to give to our listeners sure. and websites and things like that and uh, invite you to do that, Chad Stewart. Great. Well, no, we're just uh, we're really excited about the launch of uh, Brickfield Lost Crown, and it's going out um, nationally uh, next next week. And so, um, really get behind us if you, if you can, if you're listening. I mean, check out our website, follow us on Facebook. We update that all we update all that all the time uh, with interviews and all types of things. Just you know, follow us, support us. Um, tell your friends about us. Um, just get the word out because it's really important what we're doing. And uh, I mean, we're. We're not just going national with Bridgefield. We're going international, and we're already thinking about our European tour and then taking this to Asia. We're already talking about um, our first translation into Spanish. Uh, we're looking to do an entire film series uh, along with a lot of things and stuff. So a lot of that takes time. It takes support, and, uh, and, it, and, it, and it takes you know just great people out there 
telling others and stuff. Yes. You know, so, and it's a, it's a fun book. It's just a great book. And like I told you, like um, our, our oldest reader is 93. So I love that. <laughs> How cool is that? So let's, let's get a website again. And yes, uh, it's a, it's a Britfield, B-R-I-T-F-I-E-L-D, Britfield.com. And uh, check out the website. Just just go check it out because it's it's amazing. Um, it's fun. Uh, I've had a people that have looked at it in uh, like the part of my team. They're like, oh my gosh, I've got to go to England. It, <laughs> it's it is it, to me in many in many ways. Britfield Lost Crown is a tribute to England. Uh, I spent two years there. I love the Brits. I love England. I love the history. Uh, it's an amazing country. And so Britfield really, you know. Read the book to experience Britain, but then check out the website. I mean, the yes. pictures are amazing, and and I and I went through probably ten to twenty thousand pictures to pick those four hundred pictures. Oh my my! Oh, my I friend, kid you not. Yeah, my my friend, I invite <laughs> you to go to the website. Oh yeah, Britfield dot com. Britfield dot com, and I want you not only to view what's going on, what God has called uh, uh, Chad Stewart to do, but I also want you to use this as an inspiration for yourself and see what God might want you to do. Uh, it may be tied to the religious community as a ministry, or maybe kind of something else that does the same thing. And your uh, lifestyle evangelism is what's going to pay off. So, my listening friend, I want to just thank you publicly, Absolutely. Chad for joining us on this first hour. Privilege. Remar- remarkable. Privilege. Thank remarkable. you. Remarkable. You know, much of what uh, Chad and I have talked about in the first hour is really going to, as you know, deals with young people, but that same theme continues into our last hour, young people, their education, and their welfare. Uh, though uh, Chad is going to be leaving, the topic is going to continue with a lady named Danny Womack becoming quickly one of my favorite people in the <laughs> entire universe. She's a founder of City Hope who helps schools and their students in amazing and wholesome ways and so much more uh, first responders and other things as well you're going to get quite an education and you got an education in the first hour but buckle up because i'll be back with a greater education in the second hour so do not go away chad thank you for joining oh, me you're welcome be right back this is come together san diego the new live local show on fm 106.1 and am 1210 k praise more come together san diego is just moments away KPRZ, San Marcos, Poway, and K29CR, Encinitas, FM 106.1, North County, AM 1210, San Diego, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, world. Come together, San Diego, with Cash Taylor on FM 106.1 and AM 1210, K-Praise. I'll tell the world, world, And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am back and I talk about boys and girls. I'm serious. That's going to be part of the topic today. It has been in the first hour and it shall be again in the second hour as well. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to uh, someone who really has a magnetic personality. And I'm not kidding. She, I, I love to embarrass her just a little bit because she handles it so well. And, you know, that magnetic personality makes you, it commands the attention of the words she actually says. I want you to meet Danny Womack. She's the founder and executive director of City Hope, and they work with schools and youth. But she also, as a chaplain, she works with first responders. But the story doesn't end there. She's also a pastor at uh, Cross Point Life Church in San Diego, the community life pastor. And I was, I, you know, I like to visit the churches on Sunday. And last Sunday I was by there. And who did I see uh, ministering a- at the pulpit? It was Danny Womack. And boy, did she bring the message about, uh, you, uh, you know, uh, covenant with one another. It was, it was powerful. And it, it didn't stop me from teasing her a little bit from my seat. And she deals with it pretty well. And I didn't get booted out or anything. Never. <laughs> 
<laughs> Danny, it's, I've been looking forward to having you because you carry a wealth of uh, knowledge, but a, a wealth of God's spirit as well. Talk about a little bit, kind of an overview of City Hope and all the different things that you're doing, and then we're going to dive more deeply into it in the remaining portions of this hour. Danny Womack. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here uh, with you pleasure. today. Um, and to get to share what we're doing um, with first responders as well as City Hope. So specifically, since City Hope might not be something everybody's heard of, um, we are a nonprofit organization here in San Diego serving right now, mostly East County, although um, we tend to go wherever we're called. Yep. And basically we do two things. We run trauma teams. And so we work um, within the schools. Our school response team will respond to um, a school within 20 minutes if there's a, an incident. Sometimes it's school-wide. Um, and then sometimes it's one individual student that had a situation at home and needs somebody to talk to before they can further focus on their uh, their studies. And when we told schools we would do that, one of our first calls, they called and said, great, we've got 16 kiddos for you to see. <laughs> oh my. Like, we can't do that. So then we ended up just putting um, volunteers on campuses so that they would be right there um, certain um, hours during the day um, so that they can pull the students and be able to, to speak to them. And since then, we have um, launched student teams. We've done some assemblies. Um, and by student teams, I mean we've literally raised up, raised up fifth students? and sixth graders. Is that right? To be able to communicate with other, their fellow yeah. their peers. Yep. They'll be the best friends on those campuses <laughs> for the kiddos. So that's our school team. And our um, rapid response team works with local law enforcement um, to respond after a tragedy or crisis. And that may look like um, someone's passed away and we're there with the family. Um, maybe somebody's been raped or assaulted and we're there with um, the, the victim. Um, and it's come to look like doing a lot of um, literally rescuing from domestic violence and human trafficking. And so we are boots on the ground. They come with us. We give them their first safe night, sometimes second, third, fourth safe night and figure out what their next steps are going to be. We feed, we clothe, we provide diapers, whatever it looks like until we're able to get them into the next place that's going to be safe for them. My mind. And we're going to dig more deeply in that. But it, it seems to me that one of the things that's captivating as you relate this story is those in the school system realize that they don't have the skill set or the manpower or re human resource to be able to facilitate this. Are you kidding me? And all of a sudden, there you are with this amazing calling. And you don't have to be preaching the gospel. It's, it's, we call it lifestyle evangelism. And you just show God's love. And, uh, and, and this is being highly re received. Talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. We go in with the sole purpose of taking care of and really valuing the individual. And this was the need. And so we stepped up and said that we would fulfill it. City Hope's a non-religious nonprofit, and we're absolutely authentic to that. We've got people on the team that love Jesus, and we have some that don't yet. We have some that have come along to love Jesus in the midst of the process, too. But um, when we go into those campuses, we are there. We're trained um, with emotional first aid. We're trained with our caring skills, we call them, to be a fantastic trauma responder. And we're really there to listen, really there to empower, and really there to encourage whatever they've gone through. And um, we can very authentically do that um, just by following the mandates that we were given is to go love and value people. Oh, I like it. And that's what we're doing. Yes. And the thing that really is striking to me, you know, we hear a lot about the school systems and they have an ulterior motive to uh, direct young people in ways that are not appropriate. 
And all, but on the other hand, they're all inviting someone like you and your teams into those environments. And uh, there's a lot of things that you can do kind of behind the scenes to kind of change that whole flavor just by being who you are. Yeah. And you know what ends up happening is I think our local schools get blamed for a whole lot of things that are being done legislatively Mm -hmm. up in Sacramento. Mm -hmm. And what I've seen from the schools that we work with is that you've got some absolutely fantastic uh, teachers and principals that at their core truly care about these children and are trying to provide every resource possible um, to make sure that they get all the support that they need. Oh, that's good to hear. Boots on the ground, our principals and our teachers and most of the schools that we've been privileged enough to work with um, are just absolutely amazing and truly do have the best interest of the child at heart. I think that that's why they let us come along and partner with them in that. Yes, I'm looking at my notes, and I was talking about, in my notes, I say, balancing non-religious, non-profit, and I spelled it P-R-O-P-H-E-T. Ha, and I said, well, I maybe, like that may be a prophetical in and of itself with the, with the actual religious uh, mentality. And talk a little bit about, you don't necessarily be a, need to be a pulpit pounder, you just be the, the love of God personified uh, as Holy Spirit directs. So we have the greatest example. One of our very first domestic violent calls that we had, there was um, a woman who literally was hiding in the bushes and she was um, looking for anybody that would come and help her. So we were able, we got the call, we were able to coordinate with law enforcement for someone to safely get her from the bushes, literally, and to um, a hotel that we work with. And um, as we started, uh, we gave her a great first night safe. She got a good night's sleep in the morning. We started looking at what the next step would be. And to do that, we had to call shelters to see if there was a place for her to be able to stay. In the midst of it, one of the workers at one of the shelters wanted to pray for her, and she hung up on them. And it was because um, she had been so hurt by the church and so hurt by Christians. So literally, as I'm going up the stairs to the hotel room to help assist in this situation, um, I get a call from the team and they're like, you can't talk anything about Jesus. Oh my. And I'm like, okay, like we don't have to, to be able to help this person. So we were able to help her. We reunited her with a family member. We um, bought a plane ticket to be able to send her back um, to, to family And I get a text about three or four weeks later saying, um, I know nobody said anything, but when you're hiding in the bushes, praying to God that he would send somebody, you believe that who he sends is from him. Oh my! And she told us that she had found a program that she could go into that would be domestic violence recovery for her. And it was Christian based. It was going to tell her who she was in Christ and her identity in Jesus. My, my, my. We said nothing. We were absolutely, <laughs> I call it my chaplain approach. As a chaplain, um, it's not about anyone um, religion. It's about supporting our, our first responders where they're at. Yeah. And so I can support from any number of different perspectives. So we call it our chaplain approach. And but she knew who she had prayed to. Oh, that's so good. And where the answer? We've got about sixty seconds in this in this segment. Then we're going to dive into this more. I'm going to have you give some more testimonials about some things that have happened. But I I want you to speak a little bit about this. A lot of times we Christians feel we need to get the the scripture in verse and to 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 tie this in with religion right away. And the truth of the matter is, God's in control, and you just do what you're directed to do. Speak about you know a minute, and then we got to get into the next segment. Yeah, you know the Bible says that it's 
it's the kindness of God that leads to repentance. Ooh. So we get to go out and we get to be the kindness. And I believe that no matter what people's eternal destination is, right here and now, God cares about what their experience is and how they are. So we get to go and help them be healthy, help them overcome, feel supported, get hope. Yes. They need hope. Uh, we get to bring that with us right now. And we really leave it to the Lord to do the rest. If he opens a door um, and that person, it would be helpful and, and, and they're open, we share. Otherwise, we let them lead in this dance, and we just love and value them where they are. My, my, Danny Womack, City Hope. You know, one of the things that just really sets me free and may set a lot of listeners free is, you know, a lot of times they get a, a, a person who loves the Lord gets intimidated by, what scripture do I use, or, or how do I bring the Lord into this? You, you know, what the deal is, God is... It, it, influenced you and, and influenced your character, just let your your lifestyle communicate this and let Holy Spirit take care of it. You're not called to bring this person necessarily to the Lord, the, the whole package. You're just called to be whom you've been called to be. Absolutely. And so we're going to talk about this, but how this approach has impacted many lives through City Hope and a lot of the other things. And we talk a little bit about your pastoral background and how they dovetail in perfect harmony with one another. Yes. My listening friend, I want this to be an encouragement to you, but I also want you to realize some of the things that are going on behind the scenes in the school environments and other environments that God is having his way in that you may not even realize. So Danny Womack of City Hope and Kaz, we will be right back. This is Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. More Come Together San Diego is just moments away. Now, more of Come Together San Diego on K-Praise. Here's Kaz Taylor. And I am back with co-host Danny Womack. And this lady wears a lot of hats. <laughs> it's amazing. You know, we're talking a little bit about City Hope and the, the, that outreach and how it helps the young people and the schools as well from a trauma-related uh, issues. But it, her, her life and lifestyle goes a lot deeper than that. She's a mom, a wife, a pastor. She deals with all different kinds of situations in a given day from young people problems, challenges, I wouldn't say problems, but challenges with your own youngsters. But you get to see youngsters in the school environment that have challenges as well. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about now are, are focusing on the elementary school kids and coping with life. You know, the, the world has changed and yes. coping with life has changed as well. And that may reveal itself in different traumatic situations. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Maybe the world is changing, the environment's changing, and uh, trauma is increasing in many ways. Talk a little bit about that, Danny. Absolutely. Trauma is um, so impactful and it actually changes the way our brains process the things that have happened. And yet we're very um, reluctant to be able to reprocess some of those things when it's really um, some pretty simple skills. And so we believe that if we can take students who have been experiencing hardship and be able to reprocess that with them and empower them in the midst of it, this is our take at prevention. We mm -hmm. can identify these kids early and then maybe turn around some of the students that would go on to, to, to potentially be violent or to go on and potentially... Um, you know, have some harder times or maybe inflict some harder times upon other people. Yes. So whether it's um, something as simple as, um, you know, a, a pet has passed away or um, a grandparent has passed away all the way to um, literally we have handled calls that have been um, 
children saying that their fathers have raped them. We've handled calls where children have lost their parents very suddenly, perhaps even violently. And mom and dad, mom doesn't know, or dad, whoever's left, doesn't know what to do in the course of that day. So they send them to school for normalcy. But our students are now there on campus and trying to navigate what this looks like, maybe being left in the dark. And we're able to help come along and support mom, support dad. Team has literally gone to the homes and helped one parent tell uh, the children that the other parent had committed suicide. Oh my! So our children are walking the effects of losing loved ones in car accidents and shootings and all of these things, and they're right there on the campus. And we're not the be all end all. We're not mental health professionals, but we do a really good job at triage, and we do a really good job at first aid. And a really good job of being there to to follow that student and let them come back after their dad's funeral service and talk to someone oh that they had talked with before. You know, Danny, as I look around in the news and things like that, there are so many situations where if you could have caught a young person early enough in their hardships and being able to counsel them uh, out of that anxiety, uh, you wouldn't have the yes. look in the news. I won't even uh, glorify them, but the things that are de- devastating to an entire population by people that have had hardships and there was not anybody handy to really able to to, to, to deal with that or to, how, how do I say, soothe that anxiety. And and some of these things are fairly simple to deal with. You just have to have somebody in the right place saying the right yeah. words. Yes. And the other thing that it teaches them is that it's okay to go talk to someone mm. and that it can help. And it doesn't have to be, you know, 30 years of therapy that especially with trauma, EMDR and other trauma techniques have been um, proven to be able to navigate trauma in a very quick period of time. So we can refer, we can help um, uh, at times even cover the cost for them to go see the professionals if they need the professionals. But it's amazing how many times if they just know that there's someone there, it teaches a lifestyle like you've been talking about that we need each other mm-hmm. and that we can talk to each other. And from that, we can really be able to help each other. Simple yeah. skills. Tell, tell me, you know, one of the things that was captivating when you were describing this, you said you even have young people who ha- are beginning to comprehend how, you know, the scriptures talks about uh, a word in due season and things yes. like that. So it doesn't take much and you don't have to have the big credentials to the right hand mm-hmm. side of your name to be able to do this word fitly spoken are as apples of gold and pictures of silver. Yes. Scripture talks about that. So talk a little bit about the environment of encouraging kids to come along, you know, kind of observe and to come alongside other kids and be encouragements to them. I mean, that that is an amazing solution. And it's so simple. We trained up our first team of City Hope student volunteers, <laughs> and they will literally be on their campus wearing our navy blue shirts with the logo on oh the my. side. And these are going to be the best friends of kids on these campuses. So we train them in how to start a conversation with somebody, what to say, what not to say. We gave them skills to empower and to calm down. Um, we we taught them on some of the same things that the FBI teaches on crisis and hostage negotiation to help de-escalate situations. My. We taught them what would they do? What thoughts would they think if there was a car accident out in front of their school? Could they be able to help? What if they have a friend who's walking with another friend and that friend has a seizure? How do we help that child? How do we help the one that witnessed it and didn't know if they handled it right? What about all the times their friends come to them and say, I just found out my parents are getting a divorce. 
More right. Money. And they know how to start the conversations. You see them. They'll be right there. They'll get down to the child's level. Um, if it's a younger child, hand on the shoulder. Oh, my. my name is I'm here to be with you. Can you tell me what happened? They know how to go and approach it, which is so much more than it a is. lot of our adults. So, so, know. so what does this look like? I mean, how did how did you uh, identify the young people that would like to be involved in this? Or did they just kind of come to you or somewhere in between? No, this is where I go back to our schools. Really, are staffed with some pretty fantastic. Fantastic people, oh. and so our um, we worked with our um, principals and we worked with office staff and teachers to identify students that would be fantastic to do this. And we screened as we went through sure. the training as well. Um, and there's um, an adult uh, volunteer that they'll be working with, yeah. But they're going to do lunch visits. They are responsible the days that they are on call oh, on my. their uh, on their campus to be the ones sitting with kids that would be sitting by themselves. They're responsible to be the best friends of people on those campuses. And they want to do it. Yeah, I was going to say, and they take ownership in this. And in other words, they're, they're getting a little taste of some of the things that uh, they may be called to do. And all of a sudden, they may turn into some of the greatest uh, professional counselors, uh, psychologists or whomever, just because they've been in, introduced to this, and but the other piece of the equation is uh, when they're adults and they're in an environment in a grocery store or you name the environment, they've, they've got the goods to be able to come alongside of other people. How remarkable. And if you tie this in with what your amazing co-host last hour was talking about in terms of creativity, yes. these children and our team are being creative about how we resolve situations. And I'll tell you what, what these students are doing, this isn't something that could ever be replaced by artificial intelligence, <laughs> right? No. no, no machine can come along and encourage and provide that hand on the shoulder and that human connection that we all desire. Oh, that's- this, this, um, this fits so in well with the whole idea of creativity and what we need humans to do for each okay. other. Now, we've got a minute, about a minute and a half or two minutes in this segment, Danny Womack. I'm going to ask you to put your pastoral hat on. Okay. And what we just talked about as far as young people rising to the occasion to come alongside other young people, I want you to pray that over our listeners, if mm-hmm. they, these are parents, to have them encourage their youngster to actually understand the heart cry of other people and uh, uh, to encourage that in their young people. I want you to pray into that right now in the next minute or so as we close this segment, Danny Womack. Absolutely. Father, we thank you for the creativity that you put inside the hearts of everybody that you made. God, and I thank you that within the hearts of our young people, there is a desire to make an impact. There is a desire to love, and they know what it feels like when they feel valued and when they don't. And I strongly believe, Lord, that you are calling our young people in San Diego County to to be that friend, to be that solution, to be that soft place. And God, I pray that you would show them the value of that, that they would know how in alignment with Scripture, and with the very heart of God they are when they go up and they they befriend another student and they go up and they're able to to include another student. Yeah, we pray that this would be the solution, that your kiddos would be the solution to bullying and the things that um, legislatively is never going to be able to be resolved. But one heart to another can bring resolution to some of the the hardest social justice issues facing our children. I pray that you raise up children champions, God, Uh to do this work. 
oh, um, that flows naturally from who they are and who you've created them to be. My and we wife. thank you for that. Yeah, Danny Womack and Kaz said amen to that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I've mentioned to you, my listening friend, that Danny is a lady who has multiple hats. We've talked a little bit about a few of the hats, but in the next segment, I've been excited to do this. We're going to talk a little bit about the chaplaincy hat. Okay, and not only that, but also dealing with uh, the uh, uh, quick, rapid response people, uh, the, you know, the firefighters, the police officers and things like that. You know, we look at at people in responsibility like that and don't realize they have uh, some emotional issues that need to be dealt with as well. And to have somebody like you Mm -hmm. who has that heart of compassion can really impact that. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And when you realize the things that Danny is sharing with you, some of the things she's going to say, you say, you know, I can do pieces of that. Well, Danny, Danny will be one of the first ones to say, well, don't just think about it. Activate that because Holy Spirit and, and God, Father and Son, Holy Spirit want to have you be all that you can be because you, my friend, are going to be impactful for many other people because of the relations you, you have vertically he wants to apply horizontally yes so danny womack and kaz get ready because we're going to talk about some fantastic stuff when we come right back you're listening to come together san diego the new live local show on fm 106.1 and am 1210 k praise don't just listen to it be a part of it at 866-577-2473 you're just moments away from more come together san diego on k praise My name is Jim Garlow. Two things. First one, negative. Second one, positive. Negatively, if we saw the condition of our nation, we would all be in prayer. Positively, if we could see what God could do with our nation, we'd all be in prayer. Now, more of Come Together San Diego, the new live local show on K-Praise. Here's Cass Taylor. Kaz back, uh, having more fun than I can imagine, and because I've got uh, a spark plug with me as my co-host for this hour, Danny Womack, <laughs> and we were talking during the break, and when I found out some of the things she does, I'm going, superhero, superhero, and she goes, no, it's just me, uh, but the truth of the matter is, we, we look at some people that we really need to have uh, high respect for, and those are the first responders uh, of uh, keeping America and Americans safe, but who has their back? And one of the things that we need to realize is sometimes God is going to call you to say a kind word in in, in due season or be an encouragement in some way or another, or maybe become friends with the whole that fire person's family or whatever it is going to take. And all of a sudden it takes a load off that firefighter or that police officer to know that there are people behind them, encouraging them what they do and their families. But when I was talking with Danny during the break and we were talking about uh, the police department and the fire department and i said what is the environment that you do this do you do it in a room or something like this because no i'm in the i'm on the fire truck and i'm in the police car wearing my outfit and what outfit yeah i'm wearing police garb or fire garb with chaplain written across it <laughs> and i go what and my friend this is remarkable danny tell us more about this i mean you, you know you're a remarkable lady now all of a sudden i have to figure out what you look like in with the chaplain see and and the and the police garb and and the fire garb that blows my mind it's just the greatest honor to to serve our first responders um is absolutely the just the greatest is this, honor is this part of city hope um no this is just me as uh-huh. as an individual um as their chaplain mm-hmm. and so um the police department that i work with um it's just incredible made up of some of the most amazing people and um and then same with the fire department 
And, um, you know, we think about them as the, the heroes that come in. Sometimes yes. when they're pulling us over, we don't necessarily think of them as the heroes. <laughs> but, um, you know, the things that they see and the things that they witness, they are flesh and blood like you and I. Um, and yet they're in these exceptional circumstances and they're supposed to be able to navigate it. And we can put, like I wear a ballistic vest when I'm with the with the cops, we can put that on and it protects us from those physical bullets, um, but it doesn't protect them from uh, the things that they see and the things that they, they need to navigate. Yes. Um, and and the last words that they hear from a parent who just lost their child. Yes. And, and those are the things that impact them. And uh, uh, so much disrespect for men and women in uniform these days in, in the police department and fire department. And you, if you've been watching the news, you know what's going on you know, throwing water. It could be bricks next time around. And so these people have to put up with the politics of maybe uh, somebody saying, don't uh, aggravate this situation uh, or else you're going to get in trouble from the boss. Or if you, you know, uh, but then the other piece of the equation is if you don't make a stand, all of a sudden it puts a green light in the eyes of people that are perpetrating things against you. And to have somebody that's alongside of them to encourage them, how remarkable is that? And I appreciate what you're doing there. There, Danny. Thank you. You know, it's incredible because they, um, you know, they're, they're amazing men and women yes. that are really there to to serve and what they're willing to do and how they're willing to put their life on the line. And um, literally when, when I'm assigned to an officer, um, for the most part, with very few exceptions, I go where that officer goes. So if there's someone that understands um, the, some of the decisions that they make and things like that, you would think it'd be me. I mean, I've got the vest. I'm right by their side. It's there <laughs> knocking on the door. But I got to tell you, I don't. Because I don't, even though I'm there with the garb, I don't carry the responsibility that they carry. Yeah. And the decisions that they have to make in a split second, in a split moment, they're... Um, they're incredibly intense, potentially life-changing. And until you have to carry that responsibility, My. truly, we can judge it from the outside, but we don't understand. We don't understand it. And mm, to, to tell a little bit about any experiences without violating the confidentiality of the person. To tell, Give us some examples of the kind of environments you find yourself in that these people, these men and women, have to deal with. It could be the fire department or it could be the police department and, and, and the roles that you're called. Now, some of the roles that you're called to deal with actually you know, working with that individual and to encourage them, but there may be some environments where the, the person with whom they are dealing needs some input. Is that, are you involved in that as well? Give us kind of an overview and some examples. Because my experience has been that um, these guys and gals really are um, able to see a whole lot and um, maybe not be as impacted as we think that they would be by what they see vis um, visibly. What gets them, I think, is how it impacts those around them. I've done um, uh, critical incident stress management debriefing. So after a really tough call, we'll call everybody together in a room and we'll do a critical incident stress management debriefing. And the things that typically um, are challenging are um, things like, and then I saw the mother's eyes when she lost the baby. And I heard this conversation. It really is how the community is impacted and how those families are impacted. And so to be able to pull them together and address some of those things and let them talk about what's been going on or to be there and to help insulate them from some of that, if I can do that, um, I feel like that's the, the number one thing I can do to help them get to retirement well. <laughs> insulate. Define yeah. that. Give an example, if you would, without violating any personal information. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been on scenes where I've been able to help direct with um, domestic violence victims and some of the things that they can be able to do um, to to go in after a um, um, after a situation where maybe a baby has passed away and to to sit with the family. And so for those officers to know that that I'm there with the family and talking with the family um, in the cases of um, of suicides at times for them to know that we followed up on the school campus or we followed up with the with the family members um, and to be able to tell them we've done um, some human trafficking cases and to be able to let them know this is the outcome this is how because they only see this this small little portion mm-hmm. in time and they're off to the next call exactly and if I can tell them this is how we helped that family so mainly I'm there for the the first responders but if I'm on scene and able to help with anything or go in the aftermath and help with it, um, I think that that's where, that's where some of my, oh my. Uh, I earn my keep a little yes, bit. Yes. As a chaplain, but also as a pastor as well in a congregation environment, how do we pray for these first responders, fire department, police department, and other uh, first responders? How, how, how do we pray effectively for that, Danny? I would say for, for both police and fire, let's pray for their safety. Let's pray that they get home safe. Let's pray for um, that the people follow the instructions that they're given, because that's where a lot of the misunderstanding happens. Uh, law enforcement's been taught certain protocol to be able to maintain control on the scene so everybody stays safe. And when we as citizens violate that protocol, that becomes difficult. And pray for wisdom. Oh pray that they make the right decision in the right moment. And pray that God just protects their hearts through what they have to go through. Wow, the right decision in the right moment. You know, we as believers, we want to have the right decision in the right moment. But this is multiplied in an environment of a a law enforcement or fire enforcement individual. The decisions that they make uh, have major consequences uh, that they can't come back and and relive that. There's a moment where they have to make a decision. It's it's split second sometimes. And they have to have not only the training, but the confidence to move out in that. And so... What can you do with them in that environment or maybe just before that kind of environment? What can you do to help that or what can you do after that to encourage your uh, yeah, direct? We end up doing a lot of listening and these guys are sharp. And so typically even just being able to listen and to hear um, they can go through and, and walk through and see where um, what they pulled from to make the decisions that they made. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're there to be able to talk that through. Um, with our debriefings, a lot of times one person will have information that the other person doesn't mm-hmm. have. And as we bring together, sometimes even um, the uh, fire department as well as the police department on a scene, and we bring them together and fill in the gaps of information that they didn't know, it just kind of puts the whole call at ease a little bit. Yes. And they're able to go forward from there. Let me ask you a question. Now, we we talk about you being able to help them out, but as they do this, are they an inspiration to you as well? And how? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. To to see that somebody is willing to, to lay down their life for someone they don't even know. Um, perhaps someone that's even um, coming after them. You know, you look at our at our even our SWAT equipment. It's all designed to let everybody go home safely. Nice. Even the bad guy. It's mm-hmm. designed to make sure that he has every opportunity to end this call safely. Peaceably. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And it's amazing the priority that is placed on that, and that they'll go and do that, and then they'll go and they'll be amazing husbands and amazing wives and amazing moms and dads and volunteers and live out the other aspects of their life um, as well as they do. 
Um, they're absolutely inspirational. My, my. Danny Womack, a, a lady who has so many different skill sets, it's amazing, dealing with the youngsters in the school system and the school system itself as a pastor, dealing with parishioners and working with a uh, pastoral team and also first responders. I mean, you've got so many different things going on. And we want to talk a little bit about the whole training component and what areas those will impact uh, people as well, because there are areas where people can be trained up to do things. We want to talk a little bit about that in the next segment. So would you stay with me for the last segment? Can you believe it is the last segment? It's gone so fast. (laughs) I'm staying for sure. (laughs) And we're so happy that you are. Danny Womack, we're going to talk about the training component and we're going to put a period at the end of the sentence. We've talked about so many wonderful things. And Danny Womack and Kaz will be right back. More Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor is next. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Come Together San Diego with Kaz Taylor. FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. And we're back. I have Danny Womack with me, a multi-faceted lady. And um, we were talking during the, the break about it's wonderful to hear about the many things that she does. But we want to be able to turn this into a position where we, you realize some of these callings may be related to what God is calling you to do as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about how one trains up people like this. And you may find out that there are some niches here that your heart is open for, that this may be an opportunity for you to spring into those. Danny Womack, City Hope, uh, you, a person who works uh, with the, the first responders and also a, a pastor uh, at a wonderful church as well. And tell us the name of the church and the address again. We are at Cross Point Life Church. Yes, it is. And it's in La Mesa. And yes. it's 8809 La Mesa Boulevard. Yes, yes. And uh, City Hope, how do we get connected with that? We have um, a website, which is uh, www.cityhopenow.org. Um, or you can email me directly. It's Danny, that's D A N I, at cityhopenow.org. And one of the things that Danny talked about in a previous segment was how she and her group trains up young people in the school environment to do things. But I wanted to broaden broaden that topic of training because not only the young people have an opportunity to be trained in some of these things, uh, your heart cry is to train up others as well. Talk about the training as as we speak to our listeners, and they may want to play a role in this. And sometimes you may be sitting in in the pew or you may be sitting at home going, I'm not doing anything that's really concerning constructed for the kingdom. Oh, yeah? Well, God's been talking to you. Are you listening? And does this perhaps play a role in that? So, Danny, let's talk about training and whatever else you want to talk about, Danny Womack. Wonderful. Thank you. And we have this in a couple of different capacities. And so we offer training for people who'd like to come and be um, potential team members with us, either on the school side or our rapid response team, which does the trauma and the trafficking and the the uh, domestic violence with law enforcement. So and also, team- and also, Barry Sappington would say, "Love to have people coming to the church as well and uh, be trained up in God things as well." Absolutely, uh-huh. absolutely, and it's a great place. I think I've got so much of my training there, and um, just really being. Um, well, let me get back to that in just a second. So we've got the training okay. um, for those that would like to come and be part of our team. And um, we've got ones coming up at the very end of um, August, the last two Wednesdays in August at a local church that asked us to come and train their people. And maybe some would want to become part of the team. Maybe not. We've, so what are you training them in? So what we do is we train them in our caring skills, which is basically our trauma triage um, skills that we teach. Um, if they're in the school team, we teach them how to work within the school district. Um, if they're on 
and our rapid response team. We're going to teach them about crime scene and crime and etiquette on the crime scene. We're going to teach them about what happens with um, medical examiners and all that type of thing. Um, we're going to do a whole lot of safety planning for our domestic violence and human trafficking calls. So we do um, we do all of the training that they need. And especially this one coming up in um, the end of August for the school team, um, it's uh, six hours over two Wednesday nights. And literally, when you leave this training, um, you're prepared to step into somebody's worst case situation and help, um, which is fantastic. And so if you decide to become part of our team, great. If not, if you take those skills and apply them to whatever else God is calling you to, that's massive success. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and so what um, what we like to do is, is that training. And then as well, if there's a group of people that um, just want the skills, they might not even want to join our team, um, but they just want the skills, um, then I can absolutely come and do a training for them and give them the skills so that they can take it Maybe it's just to the grocery store because the person behind you in line is upset. And now you know how to help. And now you know how to start that conversation and what um, what will most empower them through it. So whether it's for City Hope or whether it's just whatever God's called you to do on your own, if we can equip you, I mean, that's kingdom, right? Yeah, but let me ask you a question. Now, do these people have to have like a degree, a master's degree, or do they have to have any proclivity in one way or another? Or, uh, I mean, what accolades do they have to have accomplished uh, to be able to do this? Uh, we know, I know the answer, but I'm setting her up <laughs> because my listening friend, this is one of the things that you might be sitting there going, I'm not qualified to do this thing. Do you have a heart for it? Oh, you're qualified. Talk about that. Absolutely. And we provide all of the training. So whatever your background is, I've got people from all kinds of different backgrounds, young people. I have um, one of our amazing volunteers <laughs> that literally is boots on the ground. She's rescued. I don't know how many people out of domestic violence, kind of our go-to volunteer. And um, she's in her 70s. Is that right? Um, so we've got all ages. Um, we train them. We train them well. They work with the dispatcher. And what we hear most often is that they were terrified to go on their first call. Um, And then once they did, the training just kicked in and they knew exactly what to do. And one um, one of my favorite movie lines is from The Greatest Showman. And if you think about that scene where they were in the bar, right? And he's talking to, uh, uh, P.T. Barnum is talking to the guy that was going to be his apprentice. And he says, and if it's crazy, live a little crazy. And I always picture that scene with Holy Spirit talking to us and saying, and if it's crazy, live a little crazy. (laughs) And that's what we do. And we hear all the time, isn't it dangerous? We do it the safest way possible. But yeah, it's still a little dangerous. Um, But we're where we're supposed to be. And we're, we're following what God's asked us to do. Um, And we're literally saving lives. Yes. We now, know we are. Let's talk about this from the other side. You, you, you know, you're working with other people in a different environment, like it may be the, a police department or a fire department or a school, school system and things like that. And, and you may be a little bit apprehensive, but the truth of the matter is these people are looking for people with that heart to come alongside of them. Talk a little bit about that because, you know, I, I, here I am and I'm going, I'm thinking maybe I would consider taking the training, but I have to deal with all these people that are in major authority. Yeah. And, and you do and you don't. Um, let me tell you, our first responders are so excited when we arrive on scene and, um, because they know that we're going to be able to help. We teach a couple of really important things. One, it's not our job to fix it. 
right? Like we can't, I can't bring somebody back. I can't undo a domestic violence situation. It's my job to help. And that's all that we're required to do. And um, so when we come on scene, the first responders absolutely love us. My, my. Um, and we're, you're able to do it. It's amazing how much everything kicks in. And it's the same apprehension that you would have doing anything else. And so if God's told you to do something and you feel a little, a little scared, that's okay. I mean, so you can use that in a very positive way. Yeah, do it anyway. And what we've discovered is he makes a way. We are, truth be told, I am terrified most of the time. <laughs> Um, just because we're, we're being asked to expand and can our team handle it and this is expensive. Do we have the funding for it? And there has not been one step that we've taken in faith yet that God hasn't come along and my provided my. and made a way. And so I figure if I'm not a little, if I'm not a little bit like, Lord, we can't do this without you. That's where then I'm not us. moving the way I'm supposed I to like be moving. That. So once again, uh, the the training time frame, how, how they can find out more about it. And then I'm going to have you pray over our listeners for this right, as we right. close. Perfect. So um, contact me. Let me know you're interested. Danny, D-A-N-I at cityhopenow.org. Say that again. Danny, D-A-N-I at cityhopenow.org. And I'll get you all the information. We've got a school team training starting in August uh, for two win- or two Wednesday nights. We've got a domestic violence training starting up in Ramona. Um, right. It's one of our areas we're expanding to. We're excited to serve Ramona. And um, that's coming up in September. And we can schedule around groups um, if they if they need it. So oh. D-A-N-I at cityhopenow.org. Okay, uh, pastor, uh, chaplain, first responder, um, school encourager, counselor, all those different things. Take all those hats, all those mantles that you have, and give me a 60-second prayer to pray over our listeners, uh, perhaps of them being involved, or just pray over the situations that need prayer as well. So I'm going to let you do that, and then we're going to close the show. Danny, it happened so fast, didn't it? It did. (laughs) Later on, Danny Womack. Okay, so Father, my most important role is I get to be your daughter. Hmm. And I just come as as your daughter and a community member in a community where you placed us. God, and I pray that you activate your kids. God, I pray that we wouldn't be stopped because of, of concern or fear of lack of faith. God, I pray that what you have put inside the heart of each person, that you would activate it. And if it's with our organization, great. If not, that's great too. It's kingdom. God, may we help each other. May we equip each other. God, and may each one do that thing that you have asked them to do. God, it's not about who we work with. It's it's simply about being obedient Mm -hmm. to what you've put in our heart to do. And when we're obedient, you are so amazingly faithful. So I pray this very specifically. I pray that each person listening would take that one first step that one first step toward what it is that you've called them to do oh my. and that you would bless them in the midst of it and allow them to see you'll open every door that needs to be opened. I thank you in Jesus name. I told you this young lady is infectious is in a very good way. Danny Womack, thank you for spending some time with me and my listening friend. I hope you have been encouraged to realize uh, you're a part of God's plan. Yes. And so move out into it. Danny, thank you for joining me for this hour. It's been remarkable. My listening friend, we do come together, San Diego, every Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. And we've got more coming next week. So do not go away because we got another show. <laughs> uh, what would we say? A week from now. So plan on tuning in 
then actually uh, this is a guy named Mark Biltz. If you're familiar with a prophetic teacher of prophetic teachers, he's going to be joining me for the entire two hours. My listening friend, good to have you on Come Together San Diego. Danny, thanks for joining us. And my friends, thank you for joining us as well. Goodbye. Thanks for joining Chaz Taylor and his many friends, including you, for Come Together San Diego. Join us again next week as we explore what unity in the body of Christ sounds like within this county and beyond on Come Together San Diego. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a co-worker, and then let's all come together San Diego next Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. on FM 106.1 and AM 1210. K-Praise. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.